Disclaimer. Today's episode of Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast, contains spoilers for the Bond movie No Time to Die. Please listen at your own risk. Now, on with the episode. So, uh, where's my pizza, birthday boy? What do you mean? You got a new job, didn't you? Oh, yes, I did. And, um, it's, and it's your birthday, which I thought, I'm which 20. I thought we should... Why are you young. so young? Stop being so young. You make me feel like an old man. To be fair, though, I'm old. I'm no longer a teenager. It's me crossing... As you can tell by my voice, I'm absolutely fucking over the moon to be 20. And I will nail that bitch into the ground. Got to make sure that that parental advisory sticker is there for a reason. Um, oh, my God. Um, but yeah... Um, here I am. What's your new job so that it makes sense when I say, where's my pizza? Uh, I now work. Uh, I will not say the name uh, publicly because we are not sponsored by them. Uh, we will leave it at, I work at a major fast food pizza restaurant. Why did I say fast food? I don't know. Well, I suppose You're, they do make slow pizza. I mean, you can you can have your, you can have your, with, with most pizza restaurants, uh, independent or chain, you can time your pizza. Mm-hmm. Yes, I order from this fast food restaurant that you work for and very often because my town is a culinary decadence of many independent pizza shops, all of which are terrible. So we order from the major chains. S- support small businesses, people. Um, I, I'd support small businesses when the food they serve is good. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen... We are back for series four of Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast. Uh, I am still Emerson. And I am still Joe. No changes there. Um, It's back to just being us two. Um, Last time you heard us, we were joined by the amazing Spelvin for our bonus episode. Um, He will probably make a dramatic return at some point when I'm not sure. Yes, and if you too would like to enter... Uh, as a guest star on this podcast, um, do what Spelvin did and leave incredibly detailed and thoughtful comments below most of our videos. And know one of us personally through a Discord server, and you too can be on the episode. I mean, you don't really have to have any sort of connection to us beforehand. Just make sure you're not a catfish, as we will probably speak to you beforehand. Yes, make sure you're not nuts is the, is the integral yeah. thing there. Okay, so... Um Tonight, we will be covering a series for episode one of the TV show Taskmaster, A Fat, Bald, White Man. And uh, before we do that, uh, do we have any banter from our time away? Because I've got banter. I mean, other than my new job and me uh, starting my second year of university, uh, I've got nothing. Like Like Whitney Houston, I have nothing. Was that a Whitney Houston song? I have nothing, yeah. Huh. I never really heard that one. Um, I I have some banter because I am still upset over this at time of recording, which is... um, So, uh, spoiler alert right now for anyone who hasn't seen the newest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Um, if you haven't seen it, don't. Because that movie sucked donkey balls, and you should not see it, and you should not reward the producers for making this film. In fact, you should reward nobody for this film. This this film was awful, and I don't like it. And I, I actually have, you know, it's very rare that I leave the theater upset 
at a film. Like most of the time I walk out of a theater going like either that was really good or that sucked. This film, I was angry. I have remained angry about it because, you know, have you, have you seen the James Bond series in any detail, Emerson? I have seen several ones. Unfortunately, the only Bond films I've seen are the ones with Daniel Craig in it. That's fine. You've seen a Bond movie. I have seen um, the only Bond films I've seen are Casino Royale, might have seen Quantum of Solace, and I've definitely seen Skyfall and Spectre, but I have not seen well, No Time to you Die. Should, I do not you, intend to see No Time to Die, um, but if you do intend to see, um, I probably should have plastered a spoiler warning before the beginning of this Maybe episode. we can title the episode uh, No Time to Die Sucked. But um, No. But um, no anyways, time to fell ducks. That that's a good one. That's a good one. We could do that. But um, if if you uh, I would recommend first of all seeing some of the other movies. Um, I have a soft spot for uh, Octopussy and A View to a Kill, although those are obviously not some of the better Roger Moore movies. Um, see Doctor No, watch Goldeneye because Goldeneye fucks. Goldeneye is amazing, and. Uh, and just just watch some of the older ones, but no time to die. Okay, so before I, we get any more, the Daniel Craig Bond movies have been going on since 2006, as they show you in the first five minutes of, the, of No Time to Die, when they show a headstone of Bond's brief paramour, Vesper Lind, from the first movie, which has a headstone date of like 1983 to 2006, which means that you are in 2021 having spent 15 years of your life on this tangentially spy-related soap opera featuring Daniel Craig, which, first of all, I've never liked the Daniel Craig Bond movies because they're dark, gritty, and depressing, as opposed to campy and fun like most of the other Bond movies, uh, Timothy Dalton's films notwithstanding. Uh, second of all, and this is the big spoiler, the there is one, one critical thing that happens in every James Bond movie, which is that James Bond survives the end of the film. Because, you know, James Bond is a character in a major franchise, so James Bond normally survives the film. In a film titled No Time to Die, James Bond fucking dies at the end. And it's a really stupid and pointless death, made more so by the fact that at the end of this, that in this entire film, they've basically been dangling the opportunity of a happy ending in front of James Bond. Because, again, if you haven't seen this ongoing cinematic soap opera, James Bond has been trying and failing to fucking retire for, like, the past three movies. And every time he does, he gets this happy ending uh, with someone or something who gives a shit. And he just drives away. And then the next movie is, oops, James Bond has to come out of retirement, get horribly injured, and then go home and try and be like, please stop calling me. I will definitely put a big old spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, yeah, you should. Um, But uh, I'm sure they only just killed him as an excuse to sort of reboot the franchise with someone else. Okay, well, I'm... Okay, so first of all, yes. They basically did um, what they Mm -hmm. did in Rise of Skywalker. I think it was Rise of Skywalker. Whichever uh, Star Wars movie killed off Han Solo. Because uh, that was uh, the Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I'm sorry. Spoilers for the Force Awakens if you haven't seen it. But um, to be fair, that Ford... movie's that movie's about 
five, six years old at this point. Yeah. Um, but Force Awaken but Harrison Ford is in the same role as Daniel Craig is here, which is that he did not want to continue being the character. He was not interested in portraying the character at all. And so in order to basically make it so that he couldn't come back, he had them kill off his character, which is what Daniel Craig is doing here. I don't blame Daniel and Craig. He's been playing he's been playing Bond for fourteen years. Fifteen. Four, fifteen, uh, sorry. Casino Royale came out November seventh, two thousand six, which is a oh, week yeah. from the air date of this. So this film is 15 fucking years this film and i'm just i'm really annoyed by it because every other but that's what's also really annoying the james bond franchise has always been where they reboot bond every couple of years because the actor gets it's like doctor who in a sense yes even though doctor who has not been good for a very long time yeah but doctor who they have an established methodology for it one of the fun things about james bond is it's never explicitly mentioned it's never explicitly mentioned. It's always up in the air as to whether or not James Bond is a character. Like, if James Bond is just like a nom de plume they give to each successive agent, whether or not he's this is a single person told over multiple actors, or if like they transfer the 007 code name onto the next guy. And it's they all just happen to be James Bond. And it's it's always like that. There's actually there's a joke in um I want to say it's on Her Majesty's Secret Service, but it might have been uh, one of the the one right after that one where uh, where the actor says this never happened to the last guy which is really funny as it as it sort of like implies that um the that they are aware of there being multiple bonds and it's and they've never mentioned this and it and by doing that they can always just like they just cut the movie the next one comes in and nobody ever questions it killing off the james bond here first of all is really annoying because it basically excises this film from the rest of the continuity of james bond which they definitely were trying not to do here because they were having callbacks to on her majesty's secret service they had big portraits of previous m's in the offices of MI6, like Judy Dench, and then I, I forget who played M before her, but the male the male actor who did that. And there were lots of other callbacks to older Bond films, which and then they're like, oh, James Bond's dead. So clearly it's not uh the same 007. But more to the point, it's also really fucking annoying because they now have 15 years worth of movies that are essentially in their own encapsulated timeline, going from Casino Royale all the way up to No Time to Die, that are essentially totally removed from the rest of them. Like, you could theoretically have a callback in, God, what was the last one before this one? Die Another Day, which admittedly wasn't that great. Die Another Day could theoretically have a Dr. No callback. And although there was 40 years between those movies, it could still theoretically be the same Bond. These ones you can't because it ends with James Bond fucking dying. And then here's the worst part is that they spend this entire movie making us give a shit about James Bond's personal life, which I didn't care about at all. I mean, but they people, spent... sorry to interrupt, but I need I need some sort. Of, first of all, I need some sort of stamp left on my waveform. And... Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, just a reminder that you talk too much, and we're back yeah. to the same old. Uh, I mean, oh god, what? I've completely lost my train of thought. Well, 
you're probably going to edit this so my voice is at like Alvin and the Chipmunks speed at this point. But no, I'll, what keep, I was... I'll keep the same. I can keep the same tempo, but speed it up. But, um, but uh, the point anyways, that I'm what... trying to get is Daniel Craig. Obviously, he cannot play Bond forever. No one really, especially because, uh, excuse me, uh, especially in recent years, but even before this, James Bond has been dis has been. And perceived to be a a sexual predator. So no, I get I get that I get what what they're trying to and do. I, mean, I get who would and really I, and I no, no, I totally I totally understand the the complaints about James Bond, and that's not what I'm trying to say here. I'm not trying to say that Bond is too woke. I understand that obviously the cultural norms of the 1960s are not the cultural norms of the 2020s. What I'm trying to say is that throughout the entirety of No Time to Die, they were dangling in front of James Bond a happy ending in the form of a wife and a daughter that he had with, um, I think her name's Leah Seydoux. It's um, she, the blonde girl from the last movie. Again, this is some, I actually have no idea who she was because it's been at least three years and a globe spanning pandemic since I saw the last one. Mm. And I don't remember anything from the last movie, which is Skyfall. And I no, really would have liked to, Spectre. See? See? I don't remember anything, and I really would have liked a previously like, on James Bond sort I'm of thing. Be perfectly, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm going to say this right now. I thought Skyfall was alright. I don't remember Skyfall or Spectre. I wasn't crazy other, about Spectre. In any, I don't remember either of them in anything other than the Vegas possible strokes, and I think that's a bad thing, because I can tell you with relatively perfect clarity, the overall plot outline of Octopussy, of... Uh, I'd love to hear of, that, Joe, but we are nearly 15 minutes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... No, I'm just going to very quickly finish this, is that they dangled a happy ending in front of James Bond the entire movie. He'd managed to get himself a, a girl who loved him, that he didn't like have to be a sex pest to get into this, and he also managed to get himself a daughter, and up until the last 15 minutes of the movie, it seemed like at the end of the film, James Bond was going to drive off into the sunset in his Aston Martin V8 Vantage, which is from the Timothy Dalton movies, actually, but we're going to move beyond that. Um, and then he would have a happily ever after, and we could move into the next Bond, which would have been played by a very charming black British actress whose name I don't remember because they'd had her be 007. Like, obviously, like they actually even showed that like they'd replaced bond with her and instead in the last 15 minutes bond in, is infected with some evil nanobot virus that's been the entire reason this film was going on and it's like it'll kill anyone he touches or at least it'll kill his wife and his daughter because that's the bad guy is ironic. evil no no because it's like the whole no, thing is this COVID. yeah that might that's been speculated why this film was held back the whole the whole you know evil MacGuffin of the film is that there's this there's this nanobot virus that can just it can be programmed to kill certain people based on DNA, and the bad guy played by Remy Malek in a totally forgettable role is um, basically he wants he's he's crazy that's the whole thing. And Bond villains are he, crazy always. No, no, he's not good crazy. He's not like you know bombastic crazy or like Christopher Walken in View to a Kill crazy. He's he's just you know, unsettling and stupid and has no characterization. It's really not good. And 
moving on into that. And you should really have my voice be up tempo and like Alvin and the Chipmunks, but your voice shouldn't be because that'll be the really fun bit. But anyways, um, at the end of this, would, James Bond. While that would be James, very funny, the Chipmunks are annoying as sin. Ah, well, maybe you can just up tempo it then. But anyways, what I was saying is that uh, James Bond is given this evil this evil nanobot thing that'll kill his wife and his daughter and he's like okay and despite in a previous scene and despite us knowing that mi6 developed this nanobot thing and it was stolen from them and that q has in the same film hacked into a like a bionic eye from one of blofeld's men they don't say oh bond get out of there we can hack this and we can save you nah fam James Bond opens up the blast doors of this evil virus making facility. So the missiles being filed, fired out of the HMS dragon can land there. And then we see him get blown up. We see him get blown up. He just dies. He's dead. That's it. I'm really annoyed by this movie. And I'm, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bad. You don't get your happy ending. Fuck you. Why would you want that? This is 2021. It's like, you know what go fuck yourself i want you know the funniest part in this entire movie is about three minutes before that bond is fighting his way up a flight of stairs and he comes into a different guy with a bionic eye and q had given him an emp and generator in his watch and the watch accidentally gets turned on and and the guy's eye explodes and kills him and bonds just and bonds clearly has no idea why this guy's head has just exploded and it's just like Oh, it's Q's watch. And that's the only like real like old James Bond comedy I in that film. But I hate this but because we are 17 and a half minutes in, I hate this movie. You shouldn't watch it. I hate everything to do with this. Don't see No Time to Die. Hopefully the next movie when they reboot it in a couple of years will be funnier and campier even though it won't because No Time to Die is already doing extremely well. You know, I'm sorry that took 20 minutes. I hate to introduce new format changes, especially mid, not, not in, not, I, I don't hate it, but I hate introducing <laughs> the mid season, but I'm going to have to probably put a banter timer on. <laughs> if you, if you cannot sum up what you want to say in X amount of time, tough shit. If you, I think you should just do it. We're after the banter timer. My voice just starts getting faster and faster. Until it's just like the fast forward noise from a from like a VHS tape. Hmm. I think I don't know what we'll create here's here let's create a drinking game. For every solid minute that Joe talks, take a shot. Cool. That's that's not I gonna mean, slow me it's down. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. We let let's get fucking yeah. pissed, man. Let's get shit faced. Let's get shittered. All, All right. right. Ladies and gentlemen. Any- it's ladies and gentlemen it's and nineteen else. minutes in. Don't Let's okay. Introduce. Do not talk over me. Please. Sure. Folks. It's time for the moment you all came here to see. Welcome to Taskmaster Series 4. Fuck, that was an awful click. Screw it. Um prize task. Right. Well, this is I think you said this is season four, episode one, A Fat Bald White Man. We yes. are joined today by our contestants. Oh, yeah. Hugh Denim. Hugh Dennis from. Did you just Mock call him Hugh Denim? 
Hugh Dennis. I said Hugh Dennis. You were about to say Hugh Denim, but keep going. No. Hugh Dennis of Mock the Week. One of and my outnumbered. favorite British. I like him on Mock the Week. It's one of my it's one of my favorite British panel shows. Okay. Joe Lysett from Joe Lysett Has Your Back. Lolly Adafope from I Have No Idea What She's In. She's in Ghosts. Um, I don't we, know what that is. Uh, have you ever seen Horrible Histories? No. Oh, you're missing out. Peak Probably. 2000s British nostalgia Horrible Histories. Hmm. Um, and then we have uh, uh, formerly of Bake Off, now just Mel, Mel Gedroich. Well, not just Mel. She still does stuff with Sue Perkins. Yeah, well, I don't but watch Bake spent- Off really at all. So I, the I two just of them know are in a Bake sitcom Off. together. The two of them are in a sitcom together now. I think it's called hmm. Hitmen. Huh? And yeah, then it's uh, Hit, Hit, Hitmen, a sitcom with Mel and Hugh, Mel and Sue. Oh. Sorry. That, okay. That's I blame little Alex Horn for making that mistake. Me yeah. making that mistake. And um, from mis- a great many things, such as um, Bake Off. Big fat, also Bake Off. Uh, one ex Bake Off host, one current Bake Off host. Although that was, um, this would have been very, very close to the Bake Off to ch- Channel Four transfer. Uh, but he's known mostly for looking like a goth crow. It's no fielding. Yep. And uh, if I can just point out something right before we start, no fielding is in the studio segments right now, wearing a shirt with Grace Jones on it. The, there's little faces of Grace Jones on his shirt. Grace Jones has done a lot of things, but relating to what I was just talking about a moment ago, Grace Jones was the fantastic henchwoman Mayday from A View to a Kill, one of the James Bond movies, where she was Christopher Walken's henchwoman. And that's all we will say about James Bond. No, now. we won't, because Hugh Dennis was in No Time to Die. Now that Hugh is a, was I Hugh do, was in no time to die and he got murdered in five minutes. I'm I'm sorry, but we need to keep moving. This is yes. not a James Bond podcast. You can start a James Bond podcast by I yourself. I don't you, want to start no, a James Bond podcast. I clearly don't like James Bond anymore. If we do ever make that Patreon, uh, I will. You will just sit down at your microphone and shout angrily into it. Yeah, and you can be there like every five minutes. Oh, I need something for the waveform. No, I'm not. I'm just not going to turn up. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, banter. Um, little Alex Horn is used again. He um, has legs now. Yeah, but the, uh, the phrase "little Alex Horn" starts to get utilized a lot more mm-hmm. in both this series and the next one. Uh, he started a new health regime. Uh, which, yes, means he now has legs, but he also plays sports with... (coughs) Sorry, something's trying to kill me from the inside. Um, He's been playing sport with his dad's friends. Um, He meant to say his friends who are also dads, but he's just going to roll with it. And they've been pole vaulting, uh, so they need a stretch limo to transport the poles. Now, when they said that, I thought they were going to just cut into a joke about them vaulting people from poland but that was that i'm not sure which one of those is the better joke i i think i think alex just accidentally uh cocking up what he meant to say yeah was the funniest 
Anyway, the prize task. The prize tasks are starting to get a bit more specific. Yeah, a bit more ephemeral here. Uh, do you want to do this or do you want me to do this? Um, let's just talk about... Uh, hang on. Uh, I'm just working my way through. Mm. <laughs> we didn't decide mm. this before we went to mm. air. We didn't decide anything. I don't get. I don't care. Um, I know. You know what? I'm going to start this off. It's my podcast after all. Okay. Uh, so, the price task. The most interesting autograph on the most interesting vegetable. So, um, Mr. Hugh Dennis from uh, Mock the Week, Outnumbered, and... No and to die. I should apologize, though. My microphone is not uh, sat on anything, so it's going to be swaying around a bit. Uh, obviously, from uh, Mock the Week, Outnumbered, and especially No Time to Die fame, um, has brought in Malcolm X's signature on a carrot. Uh, Malcolm X has been dead for a, a fair while. I, so, I think he was dead before Hugh was born, or there's a very narrow window of crossover. Well, Hugh Dennis has walked the earth for a while. Hugh Dennis is not the same age as Frank Skinner. No. But they're close. Anyway, uh, it's a shit. But- it looks shit. The, and it's genuinely, and he can't even draw us an X. It's not even no, that. No, he can No, it's like it's like one of those fancy sevens that... I, I'm sorry if my microphone is swaying all over the place. It's like one of those fancy sevens that um, has the line through it. Hey, it's not fancy. It's just how I do it. I do it that way, too, and it's only because I do it to differentiate it from my ones. Um, I do it because my mom did it, and then I just started doing it. I used to draw sevens just... Um, like the like a two a triangle with one of the sides removed and that's yeah that everyone's it. done everyone has a conscious moment where they decided to start doing that no one ever just did it independently but um anyways uh moving on to Joe Lyset <laughs> uh Joe Lyset um has brought in Greg Davis's own signature on a yellow courgette what is a um, courgette um do you know what the zucchini is yes. Is that what it is? I f- they're very similar. Okay. Um, My mother grows <clears throat> zucchini. Yeah, I think I think courgette and zucchini, if they're not the same thing, but just with different names, they are very similar. Okay. Um. So what Joe the the, the way Joe got um Big Gregory's signature, um is ex-Taskmaster contestant Sarah Pascoe uh, got it signed for Joe at the Broadcast Awards. And Greg reveals that she said she was doing it for charity. Oh, no. She's pulled... She, uh, Sarah, I guess we could put her in the blame for the charity thing. I don't think Joe asked her to do that. Uh, Sarah pulled a Tim Key. Can we just drop the Tim Key I'm doing it for comic for comic release thing here? Excuse me. I'm doing a um shooting a TV show for comic relief. Yeah, okay. Um it, it will have just played. Um 
I can't. Why can't I? Oh, there we go. I can fucking click my fingers now. Um, yeah, but Greg, Greg can't really sign his own name, can he? Not really. Um, I should say, um, Joe um, offers to make a donation to charity in the hope to s- m- either bump him up or at the very least settle the peace. Uh, and Greg says that that won't help him. So uh, Joe just says, Fuck charity. Next up is Lolly Adafope, who at this point in time is the youngest Taskmaster contestant. Um, a title that's not particularly long-lived, sadly. She was 12 when she did this. Yeah. Although, in actuality, she was, would have been 26, 27. Uh, mm-hmm. But Lolly brought in a, a Black Eyed Peas CD signed by the members on top of some Black Eyed Peas. Simple, Which I but, thought was very interesting. was a very like innovative way of doing it. Yeah, simple, but very simple, but genius. Mm-hmm. Perf- that's all I can really say about it. And Mel, um, do you know who... I'll, I'll say who she's bought. Howard on a horseradish, Gary on a butternut squash, Mark on a heritage squash, Robbie on a and Robbie on a sweet potato, uh, but no Jason because he's gone AWOL with a rucksack. Do you know who these people are? Well, I know because they said it like three seconds later, but no. Uh, Take that is a successful British band. They were the they were they're still together, but they've lost several members. Um, so Robbie is Robbie well, Williams. You know Robbie wasn't Williams, take right? that. Uh, yes, wasn't take that <coughs> mentioned last season too. Uh, yes, yeah, Sarah Pasco. They're like that. Hello, let's say that. Welcome to uh-huh. the concert. Oh God. Yeah. Yes. But, um. Um. I'd say the. So the members of uh, Take That. Uh, there's only three current ones. Uh, Howard, Howard Donald, Gary Barlow, um, who is probably the most recognizable out of the ones left in the band, and um, Mark Owen. Uh, I mentioned hmm. Robbie Williams uh he's not in the he's not in the band anymore but he because obviously he yeah he's a solo artist but i would say he's one of the most recognizable modern pop stars why do i say pop stars artists fucking what i i have not heard anything by robbie williams except for one song so do not Um, that is a very that is a british point of view i mean May, may, uh, he's quite popular in Germany, I think. Um, there's obviously Let Me Entertain so You. Oh, is Hasselhoff. Yeah. I was going to say, no, it's just that, you know, it's like very popular in some places. Exactly. Not El. Yeah. But yeah, he's in a, the songs of Robbie Williams, Let Me Entertain You, Angels, The Candy, that's one. Um, that's all the ones I can name off the top of my head. And uh, no Jason, uh, because he's gone AWOL with a rucksack. Uh, um, but Greg said that he's a fruit. And the reason uh, Jason's a fruit is because his full name is Jason Orange. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but, uh, this, this underwhelms you. Um, but anyway. Uh, I Ms- really do not give a shit about Take That at all. Yeah. Um. So they they didn't pay tax at some point, which Sarah Pasco mentioned in her series. Mm. Uh, Noel Fielding, 
David Suchet on a broad bean. Bam. Simple. I had to uh, Google who David Suchet was. Uh, British people will probably know him best. David Suchet is best known for playing, recently playing Hercule Poirot. No. Uh, Agatha Christie's famous detective character. Yeah, he he was also a voice actor in the DreamWorks animation film Flushed Away from 2006. Wow, his most his most groundbreaking role. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, scores. We have uh, Noel Fielding. The simplicity of uh, David Sushi on a broad bean gets him five. Mel, uh, four. Lolly, three. Joe, two. Uh, because he didn't give any money to charity. And Hugh Dennis is a, a bad start with just the one. And I think that's not the first time I'll be saying those uh, words. Uh, do you want to do Taskmaster Joe for this? Yes, I would. Uh, jingle. to taskmaster joe so uh quite quite naturally i'm going to also put hugh into uh last place because first of all it's not actually malcolm x's signature second of all which actually although i will point out that the stipulation of the of the prize task did not say it had to actually be an authentic signature it could have been faked. But what's really interesting is that Malcolm X's signature actually does not only involve the letter X. It also involves the word Malcolm. Interestingly enough, actually, um, I was gonna me- I'm going to mention this now. Uh, Malcolm X's signature actually looks like the X that Hugh drew. The X actually does look like more like a falling over seven. So Hugh was actually a little bit accurate there, but it didn't say Malcolm, which is the, uh, the issue. So, yeah, that's last place. Um, I'm going to not give anyone fourth, because the rest of them are actually, like, their signatures on vegetables. It's just that no one there I really give a shit about. So, Noel is third. I'm going to give Lolly and Mel joint second, because I, I just, I, I don't care. At all. Congratulations, it's signed. That that's it. And then uh Joe Lyset, first place, because that's actually really funny. Sneak attack. Get him from get Greg's own signature. I would have given him like double first place if he'd managed to get Alex's too on the same courgette. That that would have been pretty cool. Um we have to make a swift exit. Um onto vt task one. Oh, um yeah what what unless you had anything to add no you just said swift eggs i was like what is your house burning down uh yes but that can wait um anyway um vt task one um, destroy this cake most beautiful destruction wins you have 30 minutes your time starts now First thing to note is that when mel comes in she is still in bake-off mode because she immediately starts judging the cake Yep. Uh, Hugh, for the first of many times in this film, is going to seem like a serial killer, or because he definitely just starts looking at the. Uh, he looks at the cake and says he's going to need lots of knives. Uh, and me, which is not something that is going to go away in this. Um, 
going into the actual task itself, uh, Hugh does in fact use multiple knives and he slowly dissects the cake into horizontal slices is how I'm going to phrase this. He basically like slices the cake from the top down. This is, by the way, this is like a very like ineptly frosted cake, which is fine because they had to do it like five times. And it's got it's covered in fruit and stuff, and it doesn't really matter, but there's like strawberries and grapes and stuff. It's a very weird looking cake. I've never seen one with that level of fruit garnish on top. But um the cake is sectioned like he takes slices out of the like out of it so that the actual circular profile of the cake is still intact, and then he lays them out on the table in such a way that he claims it looks like a clock. I, I actually, it looks more like the, like, if you're looking at, like, a dice, like, a die, and it's the, the you're looking at the side that says five, it looks like that, where there's the the four pips around the edges and one in the center. It looks kind of like that. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, Emerson? Yeah, I'm just anxious for the time, because you took about three times longer than I was hoping to explain such a simple concept. Uh, okay, let's go even faster. Uh, Lolly takes the cake outside, smears it on an outside wall, uh, uses the red from the fruit to make it in the shape of a heart, at heart like a white heart with a red outline. Looks nice. Uh, Joe Lyset puts the cake in a bucket and then blows up, blows it up with fireworks. Uh, they did get a real slow motion camera this time. It's not like last time where they just slowed down existing footage. Um, problem is that there's a lot of the cake left at the end of it. It's more of a fireworks show than it is cake destruction. Uh, Noel, then he puts hold the on, cake Hold on, hold on, hold on. I what? have to... Uh, Joel... T- Joe... Joe, sorry, uh, tasted the cake at the end and uh, hated it. Well, yeah, it's probably covered in cordite. Yeah, and uh, Greg, uh, Greg makes this comparison. Such a shame, that last moment. It was a thing of true beauty. It was like someone choreographing a ballet and then coming out onto the stage afterwards and having a shit. And also, I should say, this is the first series The Caravan has been featured. Has it not been featured before now? Nope. Huh. Um, yeah, The Caravan. Brand new uh, area of the Taskmaster house. Yeah, that's that's true, I guess. Yeah, Joe does step out of the caravan. Well, he's hiding in the caravan as the explosives go off. Um, Noel Fielding, uh, do you do you want me to go really quickly, or do you want me to, like, like I need... If we're on a time frame here, you need to just t- sort of give me an idea of where I'm going. Mm, try and summarize... Uh, each contestant in about five sentences. Boy, I don't know how to do that when I'm speaking. Anyways, Noel puts the cake in the washing machine, which for some reason is in the kitchen, because English That's houses are weird. That's normal. That's that is not normal, my guy. In no way, that shape, is or normal. form is that. No, that it's is not. Normal. That is normal. Where's, where's the clothes dryer? We don't have clothes. We don't have dryers. Why not? Why not? Because we're more energy efficient. What do you mean you're more energy efficient? How do you dry your clothes? We air dry them. In England? Yes. Where it rains? We don't dry them outside. You leave your wet ass clothes dripping on your floor all the time. How do you, how did you people colonize this planet for so long? We have dedicated laundry rooms. 
Okay, first of all, it's more environmentally friendly if you air dry your clothes. Who cares? Do you well, not like? There was a code red not- warning a few months ago about climate change. Code red for what? Use an electric dryer. Uses energy. They they do in fact make renewable energy now, Emerson. I don't know if you've heard about this, but if you if you put like the if you put like this thing called a solar panel and point it at the sun, which I know is a foreign concept to the English, but it actually can make electricity from sunlight. There's also this thing called nuclear energy, which can just make electricity out of atomic decay and not have to use coal or anything do do you not have these over there how do you people exist well basically uh bits of the cake kept coming up through the washing machine oh yes yes there was this there was a camera in the in the washing machine the camera kept on the camera was inside, and the cake just sort of got destroyed. Also, there were rubber ducks inside the washing machine for no fucking reason. Uh, finally, finally, Mel tells it during the studio bit, she says, like, don't say the C word, because she's still in, still got things over Bake Off. Uh, she just smashes the cake on the table as soon as she does. It takes, like, eight seconds, just, like, takes the entire platter, smushes it on the table. And then she almost trips over another table as she leaves. Yeah, that was funny. Now, uh, uh, scores. Yeah, uh, scores. Um, um, Joe likes Greg. It. Sorry, what were oh, you going to Greg gives Hugh last place because yeah. he is concerned about his mental Hugh and a lot of his mental well. Yes, uh, Lolly gets fourth place because um, he thinks it's like an emoticon because this is like 2016, so the word emoji hasn't gotten the whole way through. Uh, through society and he's annoyed that a young person has most of their life left uh mel gets third noel gets second and joe lyset gets first place now do we want to smash into the uh taskmaster joe thing uh sure cool so i'm gonna give uh hold on you didn't you didn't give enough time for me to play the jingle you need to oh let me click wait a couple seconds to Taskmaster Joe. And then, Joe, we've done 10 episodes of this. We've had the yes, jingle for 10 episodes. You can you are the one who does the audio editing. Cut it in wherever you want to. But anyways, uh Noel, I'm gonna give Noel last place. Because I real I real okay. Beautiful destruction is this. After like fifteen, after like five seconds, I can't see the cake anymore. All I see is suds on the inside of the cam on the camera lens from the inside of the washing machine. You don't see anything there. Uh, similarly, I'm giving Joe fourth place because the cake wasn't destroyed at the end, and the cloud of smoke from the fireworks obscured the cake very quickly if he just put like a cherry bomb in the cake and then pointed a slow-mo camera at it, he would have done much better uh hugh i'm gonna give third because at least he's trying something here and it it sort of works you know if you look at it from like an abstract point of view uh mel i'm gonna give second because you know there's a bit of emotional beauty and just the the just the solid squish 
And then Lolly, I'm going to give first because it's a very nice little heart that she just sort of that she just utterly annihilated the cake to create. Yeah, I, I see that. That's that. I respect that. Um, so, um, <clears throat> uh, at this point, uh, no fielding has a lead of nine points. Um, can he maintain it? We'll find out in VT Task Two. Create the best Draw caricature. Draw a woman. Sorry? It's what I I had it written down in my notes as draw a woman, exclamation mark. Well, I wrote, uh, I copied and pasted from the Taskmaster wiki. Create the best caricature of the person on the other side of the curtain. Um, you may not look at the person. The person may only say yes and no. You will get a bonus point if you can find out the person's full name. You have ten minutes. Your time starts now. I wrote it down from what they said. Uh, good for you. Um, first task to um, show us more of the inside of the caravan. Well, not all of it, because part of it is barricaded off by a curtain. But really, only the little table is seen the most. Um, it also shows us what everyone was wearing. Yeah. Because... Um, Mel has like a, a, a dark green work uniform with her name on it. Yeah. Noel has a yellow boiler suit with a skeleton. Um, Lolly wears uh, uh, all black, uh, except for uh, a red puffy puffer jacket. Um, Joe looks like uh, Macklemore in the thrift shop music video. And Hugh Dennis just looks like Hugh Dennis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hugh Dennis does not look like anyone except himself. Also, um... I should observe the you, you should put you should keep an eye on this uh, as you can need to watch. Uh Alex changes a little bit of his clothing uh for each one of Mel Gedroich's tasks. He also changes his clothing during the um uh the the commercial break idents because every time he every time in this episode he pops out of the uh out of House. the door out of the, the Dutch doors of the caravan. Yeah, yeah. And and every time his pants are different. Oh yeah, that that's true. But what he does is he, throughout the whole series, he wears he changes his outfit a little bit, specifically only for Mel's tasks. Like in this task, he wears a waistcoat instead of his jacket. Hmm. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that, uh, both you, Joe, and you watching along with us. Okay. So, um, Noel uses the chopping board rather than the canvas. Um. Honestly, I don't really have a lot to say about most most of the drawings. Well, um, well the problem with this task specifically is that there's a lot. Is that everyone's focused on Hugh? Yeah, because um, he, he was very he tragically did. isolated. So the problem is that there's not really a way to approach to really talk about everyone else. Also. Not everyone else is like nothing interesting happens. It's just like questions, 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 questions with yes and no answers. Like uh shout out from Joel Lysette. Um, do you think it's a waste of my time asking you about the necklace? Yes. I should say though, um I especially at the speed I watched that, but um or even just in general, Greg talking about Mel's portrait just really made me laugh, just like the way he paced it. 
Um, like I want, I just want to play this audio clip right here of him describing Mel's portrait. What do you think about Mel's one? Well, I, I, I think it's absolutely insane. I mean, even as a caricature, that would that would mortify anyone. I've got the ears really in the wrong place. Oh, is that what they are? Oh. I, I presume they were horrific wounds. I, I did have it written in my notes yeah. that Mel's portrait was singled out for ridicule. Yeah. Also, also Joe say, um... stole things from the caravan. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, what I should say is, um, obviously, to give you a bit less uh, editing... Uh, with the we we won't have pictures in the uh, video versions of these podcasts anymore. Instead, Joe's going to create an uh, is it pronounced Imager or Imger? I think it's Imger. Imger. Uh, Joe is going to create an Imger file um, of all the uh, reference pictures we uh, use or want to use, um, which he can probably do in about fifteen twenty minutes. Maybe even less. Oh, it'll it'll take less than that. Yeah, so that'll just be in the link of the video. So yeah, because Joe is even though I'm a busy man too, especially with balancing about three four things. Um, yeah. Also, note to the viewing audience: when we put the Imger link up, uh, do not leave comments on that because Imger does let you leave comments because Imger is full of assholes. So I purposefully ignore everything to do with it, and I will have made like a podcast-specific Imger account that I will never look at other than to upload. Okay. So never leave um, a comment there because I will not look at it. Should we talk about the tragically isolated you, Dennis? Yes, we should. So um, Hugh actually does something quite smart. He gets a mirror and he pulls back the curtains so he can look at the lady in the mirror and then draw her as a more ac more accurate uh, side portrait. In This is a good idea in theory, and Hugh does explain it well. I'll give him that. Yes, it, it is a very good idea. The problem is that Hugh Dennis cannot draw literally this picture when it's revealed they reveal the woman uh first um so she comes out of the caravan it pans uh slowly up from her feet uh to her face uh the the purpose for this is to make Hugh's comparison to her more funny yes and so we see the picture and it's a side on view of this do we just want to play the audio of the reveal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Hugh looked at the image of her in the mirror several times and he drew this. <laughs> I realize. Yeah. Sitting side on. Yeah. Oh, you've yeah. got the aspect right. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. But for you, what we've learned here is that a mirror image takes a black woman into a fat, bald, white man. It's really, really that, bad. That picture is. I think we 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 have no choice but to make that this episode's thumbnail. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we do. We've got to do that. Well, I mean, you made um, Bastards Crying in it, the thumbnail for that episode. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. But as you would suggest, um, Hughes, uh, the second best way to describe Hughes' drawing is uh, a dumpy, hairless uh, fella of a fairer skin tone. Or, in other words, a fat, bald white man. Which is especially funny when you realize that the woman who was doing this, whose name is Jenny, is Jenny. obviously... she. Her name's Jen. It shows the Jenny on uh, the portrait frame. She's, she's um, African and looks almost nothing like the picture except for that Hugh managed to get the colors of her dress correct. Even mm. if he did not yeah. get the color of her skin correct at all. Hmm. In Hugh's defense, it might have been a little, like, coloring in the skin might have been a little bit, could have come across slightly offensive. It, that would not, yes, but also, listen, that's not the worst thing about that picture. Well, it Although, wasn't, it wasn't. I also, I also don't know what kind of, like, coloring tools he had access to. Um, also, speaking of uh, her, the woman, her full name was Jennifer Christine Wright. Um, yes. The only people who worked this out were, I think it was Mel. Was it Mel? Mel Guest. Mel Guest. I know I know someone got this. Uh, Mel guessed it correctly. And I, know Hugh, Hugh got, I know Hugh, Hugh got, got it, it because he asked her to, to write, write down her name her down name. verbatim. And Sorry. that those were the only two people. Yeah, it was, Mel it was came Mel. the close. Mel came the closest of anyone else to actually like getting Hughes' method because Mel, at the end of this, reached through the curtain and shook Jenny's hand, and was like, "Oh, I could have felt you," and it's like, "Oh no, that oh, that no. that's that is one that of the most awkward helped. things you could have ever said." That wouldn't have helped. I mean, you'd be making some very wild guesses and some mm -hmm. very, very interesting-looking pictures at that point. Um, uh-huh. So Feel this woman. So anyway, um, Noel's decision to use the chopping board came out quite good. Um, it didn't look... Noel's did look... Noel's did look very good. It didn't look 100% um, like Jenny, but it was probably the best caricature yeah the, the main issue they all had was that everyone except hugh um did not cotton on to the fact that jenny had um a traditional african hat on her head it was a head, they said it was a headscarf headscarf i'm sorry i thought it was a hat but um she had but she was wearing something on her head that nobody else got Hughes, of course, made it look like she was wearing. I like, think the Mel hat guessed that she had a headscarf, but didn't draw it accurately. No, um, no, she didn't. So the scores without bonus points: um, Noel gets five, uh, Joe gets four, Lolly three. Uh, Lolly's had a big old smile. I think uh, Mel's <laughs> Mel's horrifically mortifying one gets two, and. Uh, uh, De Hugh Dennis's fat bald white man gets one 
Uh, a bonus point for Mel and Hugh. I've got to get used to saying, I've got to know when to switch between Mel and Hugh and Mel and Sue. Um, so, yeah. And uh, then uh, the next VT task. Well, no, we do have to do Taskmaster Joe. Because oh, yeah, I, of course. This My is bad. a subjective task. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, three, two, one. To Taskmaster Joe. So uh, obviously he was last. I'm gonna give Joe fourth because that smile on his was creepy as fuck. Uh, Lolly and Mel get third, and then no second because no one deserved it. But I think of all of them, the best one was Knowles. I'm 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 torn between giving Knowles second and having there be no first, but that felt unnecessarily cruel. I don't think it would be fair to have no first place. Yeah, because Noel was had the best actual drawing skill. The only time you cannot award someone first place is if everyone is genuinely disqualified. Yeah. Which actually does happen, but not for a hot, hot minute. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, VT Task 3. This is your one? Oh, yes. Ducks. Wah, ducks. Wah. This one. Wah. Rubber ducks. Yes. This one. Um, the rubber uh, duck, a staple of Taskmaster. Yes. Which uh, this one actually features a bit of editing trickery um, in the beginning. It cuts between like the ducks having fallen on the ground and the ducks up on their um, positions. So it looks like a horror movie and they have music cues to, um, to accompany that. And uh, the task like- is... Sorry, do you remember when uh, in Series 2 the teams had to make a stop-motion film with the potato? It reminded me yes. of John Richardson and Richard Osman's uh, potato film, 28 Days yes. Potato, just just tonally. Like, trying yeah. to be scary, but at the same time making everyone laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, this one... Uh, uh, this one, the task... So... Task is, fell all the rubber ducks, fastest wins. Your time starts when the first rubber duck falls. To explain this, they have uh, two like slat fe- like solid wood slat fences that... There's also that, some um, on, a, on a very low uh, wall. Pile, to pile call of it a, bricks. To call it yeah. a wall is generous, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a stack of bricks on the ground that have ducks on them. And the rest are like solid wood fences that have ducks on the very top. Mm. I'd say and there's about a hundred duck, a hundred ducks in total. You counted them? No, I. It was a very, very rough shot in the dark. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even go that far. But uh, um, I have one note before you continue, and I, I know I mentioned it before. It's Joe looks like Macklemore in the thrift shop music video. Oh, yep. And um, have you seen? Then the- there's a. Because he's got a big seen, coat on. Oh no, no, I know exactly what it is. I would have just called him. He's, he also looks a bit like a really shitty pimp. But uh, that's kind of what the big coat is for. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then yeah, there's also a red velvet rope further back. Um, that was not mentioned explicitly in the task, but Alex clarified as soon as the uh, they came back to the studio that they weren't allowed to they were allowed to go beyond the rope to prepare for to prepare the everything, but they had to be behind the rope when the ducks started falling. When that, they started, that, like, that's actually, a good that's a good fair um which method, I think. Um 
critically, they I'm going to just say this now. They never said it, but they could have very they never said that you couldn't move the ropes, but no one did. I was thinking that they could have just picked up the velvet rope and walked forward. But uh, no, no one ever seemed to mention that. Um, and uh, I think maybe I'm not sure. Maybe moving the rope m- to an extent might have been a bit more of a hindrance. No, no, because you can move the rope forward until you're next to them and just knock the walls over. Yeah, but I think after what seeing what Hugh Dennis did, um, the the rope being so far back allowed him to have a larger reach. I guess we'll, we'll have to. I don't think so because then you can just move the velvet rope as far as forwards or backwards Any, as you want to. I mean, if but this, anyway, if this task had been in like um, series ten or something, there would definitely have been a rule saying you couldn't move the rope. Oh yeah, absolutely. But no one did in this time, so it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, starting with uh, Joe Lysette, he gets many heavy things like like a walker, a different sort of elderly mobility thing, a traffic cone, a lawn roller, a bowling ball, and a long stick that he made that he duct taped together, which, by the way, duct tape. Haha, <laughs> funny. Huh. Um, Although they're not spelled the same. Uh, actually, no, um, it is duck brand tape out here in the States. I thought it was D- duct tape. No, no, with it, it is, but... But duct tape is a uh, is like you know a very common term in there's duck d u c k brands is the biggest duct oh, okay. tape provider. Okay, they they're actually headquartered out by Cleveland. I drive mm. past them all the time. That 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 joke would have made more sense if Taskmaster was an American show. Yeah, Britain. but it's like the uh, spello tape in Harry Potter. Yep. But um, anyways, uh, funnier if Joe. You're, funnier if you're British, the spell tape. Reference. Yeah. But um, Joe, if he uh, but Joe, he he eventually just uses the lawn roller as like a battering ram, where he sends that flying off. It knocks over most of the. He sends that rolling down the lawn towards the big walls. He knocks them over. Uh, the bowling ball also gets used a couple of times. Then the long stick um, just knocks the ducks off of the low brick wall. And that's he manages that in a uh, minute fifty six. Yeah. Not, then we get. To, I say not again, a bad time. It's. Uh, yeah. Considering yeah, what it's could not have a happened, good time. It could, it, it could have been a lot better. Yeah, because the next one we have is um, Hugh Dennis, who, for possibly the only time in this episode, is competent at what he's doing, mm. because he got rope out of the back of the out of the shed tied the rope around the two fences individual ropes and then around the ducks on the base of the uh wall and when the time came he yanked all three of them the two walls fell over and the ducks got pulled off the little brick wall and it took him 8.9 seconds to get all of them down Um, so uh yeah so yeah this in other words he took no time to fell ducks Mm-hmm. I yep. think we will we will have to that, settle that. That is on. yeah. 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 And, um, then, and then it makes even less sense when the thumbnail is the fat bald white man. Uh-huh. That's this um, podcast has never made a bit of sense. Yeah. Interestingly though, but, um uh I know not 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 because it's you, but because it was the winning uh the winning time. This was shown 
second out of the five tasks. So there wasn't really any build up to it. It wasn't like built up to be this sort of grandiose thing. Well, the problem is that Mel and Noel, who come next, did the exact same thing that Hugh did. And so this was probably the contrasting thing to how to do it properly versus how they did it wrong because Mel and Noel... Okay, so Mel originally had like a ball on a string that she was spinning around like it was shot put, and it just was not working at all, and so she just failed at that. Uh, Noel didn't try that, but they both ended up throwing a lot of tennis balls at individual ducks or at the wall in total to try and knock them off, and that really didn't work a hula hoop is used at some point, and then they both eventually figure out how to do it the way that Hugh did from the beginning. And uh, Noel took four minutes, 50 seconds, and Mel took seven minutes and 25 seconds, which if we want to do math, and I don't, uh, that is more than four seconds a duck. So however many seconds are in seven minutes, 25 is uh, however... And divide that seven by minutes four. twenty-five. Seven minutes twenty-five um, seconds in yeah, seconds. Divide that by four. Let me think. So seven minutes and twenty-five seconds. Five minutes is. It's. We're good at this. It's four hundred and forty-five seconds. Okay. Um, divide that by four. By, it'll be just so over just over one hundred and eleven seconds. 111.25, so that's about mm. 111 ducks. So you were correct. Mm. Uh, I should also but, uh, say, uh, just in regards to Hugh Dennis, um, he has a lot of low points, like really low, low points, and a few, a few highs. This is, But Hugh Dennis's highs are really fucking high. Hugh, Hugh either is... This task, the um, there's a task next episode um, with a running machine. And there's one later with yeah. the pommel horse. The running machine and the pommel horse are two of Hugh Dennis's high highs, I think. Hugh, much like Mock the Week, Hugh Dennis, when he <clears throat> hits on something that's good, it goes like out of the stratosphere. If he doesn't do it, it just you know falls on its face. Yep. There is no middle ground for Hugh. There's still one more competitor to go. Yes. Wally, the world's most useless fireman. Even considering the corrupt firefighters, because she's not a a man in the first place. Even even counting the corrupt firemen in my town. Which quick update on that, because I know Spelvin will love this. Uh, Fire. Someone in town had a drone. They were surveying property next to the fire station. The fire department legit thought that the city was spying on them to see if they were being late to work. I cannot make this shit up if I tried. I, this is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Anyways, continuing on, Lolly puts a hose on a stick and tries to spray the ducks off the top of the thing. It does not work because she's too far away. Obvious decision is to get Alex and members of the crew because she doesn't touch these. Um, you'll see that uh, to pick up the walls and move them closer to her. Not that close, but still somewhat close, at which point she's able to knock them off with the hose and the stick by like That's spraying like, water on them. It very, it, it's not in the same, it's not in the same vein of this task, but it 
of this moment, but it does remind me of when Roisin Conaty had Alex Horn taste the pies and she yes. realized she could have just seen him what yes. he was doing rather than guess what they were. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very, very bad and dumb and yeah. this is why Lolly lost. I don't even know how mo- how long that took. But uh, I think one minute, two old. seconds. Huh. So seconds, so not- but it, what, doesn't it was deserve not it. it was not close yeah so the scores uh hugh dennis a very First deserved place. five points uh although it won't really help him instead for this episode lolly gets four joe three Noel two and mel Gedwich one you can't really do taskmaster for joe because it's a time-based task nope Nope, I can't. Then we have the live task, which I just want to preface this one. We're going to just need to drop the soundbite of Mel reading what the task is. Okay. And then this is the worst from a podcasting perspective, this task. Yeah. Because. Uh, Well, yeah, you say it. This is just so. It's all visual jokes. It's all visual jokes. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Say what you got to say. Yeah. Uh. Make the most juice. You must pick one fruit and one tool. If you pick the same tool as someone else, you must juice blindfolded. If you pick the same fruit as someone else, you must juice one-handed. If you pick the same fruit and tool as someone else, you must juice blindfolded, one-handed, and bouncing up and down. <laughs> You have one minute. Okay, so Mel's read the task. Um, Hugh has knives. Uh, so basically what they've got to do is... Hugh uh, does not most... have knives. Hugh said he should have knives. or Because well, he uses tweezers. Something about knives. Um, anyway, uh, I, what I wrote down is make the most juice using certain items and fruits. Um, so each competitor has a sign with a fruit uh, and a sign with tweezers. Um, I think it's if if you have the same fruit as someone else, you must juice one-handed. If you use the same tool as someone else, you must juice blindfolded. And if you have the same tool and fruit as someone else, you have to dance. You have to do this one-handed, blindfolded, and bouncing up and down on one foot. Thankfully, now, no one had to do that. Um, yeah. So Hugh and Joe both chose pineapple. Uh, Lolly and Mel both chose grapes. Oh, oh no, sorry. Lolly and Noel both chose grapes. Uh, I wrote down grapes for Mel. This is not true. Mel, Mel juiced a lime. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh and Noel both used tweezers, but they were using different fruits. So they both had to juice uh, blindfolded. Hugh was going to juice a pineapple with tweezers. <laughs> I would have loved to see. I mean, to be fair, though, it... We, Mild spoiler alert for something that will be talked about in the next five minutes. Hugh won. No, it came second. Hugh Hugh came second, but also I would just like to point out the part of the reason why this is really hard to do in a podcast medium is that Hugh is that the utter chaos that happened on this stage is undescribable because at one end of the stage you have. Noel Fielding gently stabbing a cupful of grapes with tweezers. In the middle, there is Mel Gedroich on the edge of the stage stomping on a lime, like out, like that, you know, 
And then on the other end of the stage, you have Hugh Dennis, who is just... He's lost his mind. Utterly annihilating a pineapple more like to the point of almost outdo. Like if they'd put the camera on just him, this would easily have outdone uh, the watermelon task from episode one, season one. We would play a soundbite, but I don't think it does it justice, I'm afraid. No, you can't because there's five different things going on because Hugh like takes Hugh doesn't even bother with the tweezers. I don't even think he uses them. He takes the watermelon. Hugh Dennis's act on the show is just an utter sociopath. No psychopath. Psychopath. Sorry. He acknowledges that he's doesn't that he's doing something wrong and does not care. I've I've made several unintentional cock-ups in a very short span of time, and I'm not proud about it. Um, Although I did I did not find this out and learn this until today actually because I'm. I'm a little bit behind on listening to the official Taskmaster podcast with Ed Gamble, who is still yet to fight us, by the way. Um, or come on our podcast. Yeah. Um, Mel Gedroich, um juiced the lime with her shoes. Uh, they're like these uh, brogues that are like white on the outside and black on the inside or one of the, or vice versa. Um has the stain not come out? She wears this pair of shoes for all the studio segments. This exact pair of shoes for all the studio segments. And they've got lime juice in them. I That's don't, dedication. Well she, well, she didn't have the lime juice in the shoe. That's because the, the Well, that, shoe- they said that's what happened. in. I was listening to the Taskmaster podcast. Um, they talked about this in, when they covered Series 4, Episode 2. Um, for some because the the guy was ex, the guest who even though it was today i cannot remember his name um said that mel was his favorite contestant and the her dedication for wearing the same pair of shoes that she had soiled with lime no maybe she did i don't know i i was no because it's just maybe she got it splashed on her because she was stomping on the the lime mm. outside of the shoe like she actually was using the edge of the stage to like squeeze it out but it's it's all just very very this is terrible podcast content because just if you're listening to this go and watch the last minute of this episode because if if you're in the states it's on youtube if you're in the uk uh you can pirate it on channel four uh why don't we just play the entire soundbite of just that the task I, I just yeah just theater of the mind imagine all the nonsense going i mean on. we can do but i still stand by the fact that it won't do it justice oh it absolutely will not at all yeah i mean we could probably do it like a therapy session like listen to this and then draw what you think is going on with it <laughs> make sure you can only the pineapple can only answer in yes or no Show us on the pineapple where you were touched. No, show us on the Hugh Dennis where, where, show us on the pineapple where Hugh Dennis hurt you. That's not fair. Hugh Dennis hasn't done anything illegal. Hugh, Hugh Dennis has only murdered pineapples. SpongeBob needs to find a new house. Mm-hmm. All right, Hugh uh, Dennis, moments away from being murdered by Spectre. Soundbite. Let's jump! 
Yes. That 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 was, um, I I have not been. We've been using less sound bites lately because it's just like, yeah. I have been needing. Uh, it it it's just been easier for me. Uh, I am going to go out of my way and say that was the most useless soundbite we've used so far. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. T- but it's so it's such chaos energy that I love it. Uh, anyways, just so that we can finish up because we're actually on track for this to be one of the shortest episodes we've ever done yeah we are trying to um, make our episodes uh shorter because and they, they tend to do is... better and it means less editing for us and keep in mind this is with 20 minutes of james bond shouting um lolly got 0.4 mils uh no got two mils hugh got four mils joe got three mils and mel gedroich wins with seven mils of liquid from her lime um, at the end of the day, the winner of the entire show is Noel Fielding, who wins a bunch of vegetables with ink on them. Literally, I would, I would not. This would have been an episode I would not have wanted to win. This is a very. It's not the worst prize task, but it's also not the oh, best. Oh, series ten has some abysmal prize tasks. Yeah, I, we're going to have to get to that at some point. Yeah. Um, also, I do. What makes it slightly a bit sadder for Noel Fielding is that this is the only episode he wins. Hmm. Spoiler alert. Mm, I mean, this is this has existed for. This isn't like No Time to Die. This is. If you're listening to this, you've probably already seen all of Taskmaster up to this point. Excuse unless you're like me at which point i'm i don't remember what has happened in this episode by the time this goes to air well i guess we shall put a pin in taskmaster for series four for now um it's good to be back um it was my birthday we barely acknowledged it but except for the entire thing i did at the beginning yeah true Uh, well what a great way to celebrate my birthday than talking taskmaster with you Oh, thank you. And having me yell at James about James Bond for 20 minutes. Yeah, I think that would make good Patreon content. Now, <laughs> I am going to... to I'm going go to put down my... my not actually, I'm going to... My family will probably want to sing happy birthday to me, uh, have some cake, and remind me that I'm no longer a teenager. And then you're going to frantically edit this and put this up in the two hours between cake and when and when it stops being your birthday. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, right. it'll probably just come up in the morning anyway. I mean, it's no secret that this was not recorded on my birthday. No secret. 
Do you want me just to say when we actually recorded this? No. Well, I mean, then you're you talking about no time to die is a clue in itself. Uh huh. Well, Joe probably needs to vent a bit more about uh, no time I to don't. die. I don't. I've vented about this online, in person, now on my podcast. This is like I will continue to badmouth this He's- movie, but I'm good. <laughs> All right, he's good for the time being. I'm good for the time being. I hope you are good for the time being. We cannot wait to cover the rest of Series 4. Um, uh, please uh, f- continue to join us on this magical journey. Yep. I love just calling Into- it a magical journey. A magical the journey magi- to a flying pirate ship in the sky. A vast, you mateys. We must end now. Goodbye. Ciao.